Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Young F.A. Holmes. Ah. These niggas so scary, won't let them bury me. That's why I keep my 30, I shoot like Curry. And boy, I'm getting money, I'm getting money. Uh-huh. These niggas hilarious, I think. Welcome back to Don V Fridays. Got a special episode. Uh, we got Drift in the building. How you doing, my boy? I'm doing great, bro. We had a we had a pretty interesting week of Virginia Tech stuff, so we got a packed episode for y'all. I hope you are uh, you know ready for this. Show. Packed episode before before we get started into the episode and everything. I want to send R.I.P. Jaquan Yu Lee passed away. Unfortunately, a young man um was was a Marshall played at Marshall had like a neck injury was out for two seasons and. Worked his ass off and was able to get into the transfer portal and um was was searching for a team. But um, I mean, football should have said that's still somebody's son, somebody's nephew, somebody's somebody's brother, probably somebody's grandson. So just you know, prayers to his family. Um, pretty you know, it's a fucked up situation. You know, you lose your life. So young, he had his whole life ahead of him. Um, R.I.P. Jaquan Yuli and his family, and, and, and condolences to his family. Yeah, condolences and R.I.P. That shit's really, really tragic and sad. But yeah, prayers up for everybody involved in uh, the family. It's just awful to lose somebody to a car accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, a lot of people like delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs. A gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs. Now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. 757 Twitter is taking this one. It's They're taking this one pretty rough because, you, know, you know, 757, we're pretty tight-knit, you know. He both sides of the water. Uh, he was from the other side of the water to me. But I know I follow a lot of people from the other side of the water. And, um, you know, prayers up to them, too, because, like I said, they, that's a tough one. That was a tough one. He was a... I mean, he was more than just a football player, but he was a great football player too. So, right. you know, you know, it's hard to move on, but, but you know, we're gonna do the best we can for our listeners and try to try to try to keep Jaquan Uli and his family in your prayers. But uh, 
Spotify, Green Room, the live audio only sports talk platform, free to easy, free and easy to use. You know, you can talk to fans, athletes, insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post game breakdowns, re- reacting to breaking news, especially with NFL coming up, NFL camp, NFL camps coming up, and Aaron Rodgers did. You don't want to play for the Packers, though, boy, it seems like. So I'm pretty sure there's Packer rooms and things of that nature. But like I said, Spotify Green Room is a free audio-only social media platform. So there's no pressure to be on camera. You feel like somebody going to troll you because your room fucked up. You know, no, it's audio-only. Um, you can start conversations. You can join ongoing conversations. Um React to news, rumors, everything like that. Um, all you need to download the Spotify Green Room app. Um, all you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app free in the iOS or Android app store. You can create a profile, link your Twitter. You can join leagues and groups. Um, it's, it's rooms going live every day. Um, so, yeah, man, Spotify Green Room. Shout outs to them. On to Virginia Tech recruiting news. Virginia Tech picked up a running back, Ramon Brown. We have been teasing it. Well, I don't tease shit. Um, I'm not an insider, but the insiders and the important people have been teasing this for weeks. Um, Ramon Brown did commit to Virginia Tech over the likes of South Carolina, mostly mostly to South Carolina. Um I think that's what it came down to. Kid out of Virginia, um, big in-state get four stars. Um, it was it's it's a it's a it's a move in the right direction as far as not only just getting a Virginia kid, but getting like the t- upper tier top ten, a top ten player in the state. Um, what's your thoughts on the Ramon Brown commitment? wasn't a big shock, but what was your thoughts on the Ramon Brown commitment? Yeah, I think it, uh, definitely what you said about moving in the right direction. I think this is one of the few guys on this commitment class as of right now that could come in and be, uh, effective, like immediately and contribute. Obviously we all know that the running back room is pretty packed. So it's going to be interesting to see, uh, when he comes, uh, into the light and, and who he split and carries with. Um, but I think this is great for the for the program. I always I've always preached, you know, the, the Virginia kids are the kids we need to go for. And um, obviously, he's friends with Purnell. Uh, Purnell was there at his commitment day, and that was cool to see. Um, so keep keep the trend going with the Virginia kids, and and like keep building on this. Like next year, I don't want to see another class where nowhere else, and it's not Virginia kids, and then. We come back two years later, like keep the momentum going on Virginia. Keep it going like that and um, keep it rolling. Keep this is... the momentum going. Yeah. yeah. And, Don't let and, it go and right now we're up, right now we're up to six Virginia kids. We got 18 yeah. commits. Yeah. So that's not even half. So it's still work to be done in state. Yep. Uh, and like if you add and we'll, we'll get to this in a minute, but like if you add Gibbons on, on Friday, then there's the top two kids in the class or Virginia kids. And that's exactly what I want to see. I want to see those top kids every year being Virginia kids. Right. It's not, it's not going to be fixed. It's not going to be fixed. This cycle when we picked up 
Ramon Brown, I've seen a lot of the discussion on Twitter shift into see, this is why we haven't accomplished shit. Picking up a Ramon Brown back in the days was normal shit. We're not we're not overachieving. We're doing what we're supposed to do. And that's just the one. Like we're still not we ain't out the woods yet. This is a process that's gonna have to bear fruit two years from now, as far as getting back into the state of Virginia. Um picking up you Ramon also, Brown. Go ahead. Yeah. You also have to like use him correctly too. I mean, this is just the first step is obviously getting him, getting him committed. But once he's at tech, like put him in the positions that he needs to be in to succeed. Let him play. Let the best players play. I mean, we've seen multiple times where we've gotten higher level recruits at tech and they've kind of fumbled them and not put them in the right places. So it's just one thing to get a guy committed. That doesn't mean he's going to be an all-star if the, if the, if the coaches don't put him in the right position. That's big facts. And, and the work isn't done. A lot of people was talking like the work is now done. We're good. We're back in Virginia. Everything's lovely. No, that was one individual recruitment. We have lots of relationships across the Commonwealth that we have to repair and we have to get back into the, into the, we had to get back into the mix in the Commonwealth for the top elite top 10. I always say it. I've said this on Donby Fridays when I was doing this by myself, but in the top 15 in Virginia, Virginia tech should be in the mix for all 15 of them in the mix. You're going to, you're not going to land everybody. But in the right. top 15 of Virginia, Virginia Tech should be getting, we should be getting at least eight of them. Right. So, so we're nowhere near, you know, at the end of where we need to be as far as recruiting in state, picking up one top 10, the job is not complete, is what I'm saying. And Gunnar Givens chooses on Friday. That's another one where we it seems we're in good shape. I'm not break we're not breaking no news. I don't know. But um Gunnar Givens chooses on Friday. Some of y'all might be listening to this on Friday, so he picks today to some of y'all. That would be another proper step forward. But it's a price it's a process. The shit the shit is not gonna be fixed in the twenty twenty one cycle. So we just got to keep keep going with the positive momentum. As of right now, Virginia Tech has the 16th overall class. Um, the quality of all the players, that shit is not going to hold no water. But um, I think when it's all said and done, they'll end up 30. All right, Spotify, Green Room. It's a laugh. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Audio only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. You can talk to many fans, athletes, insiders in real time. Uh, it's perfect for watch parties, debates, 
post-game breakdowns, reacting to breaking news. NFL camps are NFL camps are right around the corner. So definitely want to be up in some of these rooms for this news, injury updates, uh camp battles, things of that nature. Um like I said, it's a, it's an audio only media platform. No, no pressure to feel like you need to be on camera. If somebody wanna roast your parents or roast your room, you know how that shit go, these trolls on the internet, but it's audio only, so <clears throat> no need to, to, to stress over that. Um, it's, it's, it's live rooms going on every week, of course. Uh, you can link your profile. I mean, create your profile, link your Twitter, join leagues, groups. All you need to do is download Spotify Green Room app for free in the iOS or Android app store. Moving on, moving on. One step forward, two steps back. It seems like that's always going on in Hokie Twitter. We landed Ramon Brown. We celebrated for, what, two days? And, of course, the kick, the kicking the nuts is always around the corner. It's always coming. The, the, the heart of the 2020 recruiting class, uh, I could pretty much say what was left of it was pretty, you know, obviously we had failed to close on. D. Davis and Neville and several others, but what we was able to get from it was these two guys, pretty much, and that's uh, Alec Bryant and Jay Wooten, and um, they're both in the portal um, for something. And this, this, I'm not reporting. I'm just re- reading. Rep- I'm just saying what's being reported, basically. This ain't from me. I'm not no source, but over a. a disciplinary situation i won't get into no details of what happened but it wasn't nothing major from what i read it wasn't like nobody got assaulted raped robbed uh i don't even think nobody else got i don't even think any people got hurt but uh with the discipline with the school yeah something with the school um instead of serving a suspension over a dispute with the school um they decided to just transfer out uh, it's another transfer, another defensive line transfer. What should, what should take? What's your thoughts on the situation? Yeah, I mean, initially, it just, it just really hurts the depth of the defensive line. I mean, the line last year, the the defensive line was absolutely terrible, and I think it was one of the weakest parts of the team. They were just getting absolutely torn apart on the run game. Um. And these guys would have played, I mean, pretty pretty soon. Um, we didn't see much of Bryant last year. We saw a little bit more of Wooten, not too much. But um, there was a path for them to play soon, and, and the depth was going to be needed. Um, so it's definitely going to hurt the defensive line to just lose these two guys. But I think the bigger storyline in this whole situation is just the absolute swing and miss on Texas in general. Um this was this was put on by the staff, and it wasn't just a hey, we're gonna go down in Texas and grab some of the good guys that that we're scouting that we like. It was it was a whole movement. It was 82 offers given to players in Texas um, to start this entire campaign, and they came away with now just one player, um, a wide receiver, and all the core players are gone. And you talk about the four kids from this class that are gone. These are the, the top four kids from the class, three of which were defensive linemen. Um, and so really all that we've seen from the 2020 class, the only thing good from the 2020 class really is Dorian Strong. Um, 
So this just, I think this sets the program back. Uh, it's definitely, like you said, it's that it's that two steps back. You know, it's, we, it's okay, let's get Ramon Brown. Everything's looking good. And then, boom, two days later, all this happens. So, um, but but what, do you, what are your thoughts on this whole this whole Texas bullshit and 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 where 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 it's at now? I mean, what is this what is this going to do to Virginia Tech in the future? Um, and I'm and I, and I'm not going, I'm not I'm going to try. I'm, I understand when people say we had to do something as far as recruiting, we needed a spark. Um, we were getting kind of stale as far as our approach in Virginia. But you can't just set up camp in another time zone. Um, we're not Notre Dame. We're not Nebraska. We're not Oregon. And the difference between us and those teams is, one, they're bigger names. They're national. We're a national name brand, too, but not to no Notre Dame or Oregon level. But, two, they're in situations where the, the in-state talent isn't on a level like the Commonwealth of Virginia. So it never made sense to make Texas a priority. I never I never had a problem with going into the state of Texas to land players that can play. That's never been my issue. You never once seen anybody say, why the fuck are we recruiting anybody from Florida? Because they never tried to make Florida the home base. It'll never be our home base. Right. Um we're not we don't recruit well enough to go to Florida and say come here over Miami or Florida state of Florida. That's never going to be the case. We always took the guys that maybe Miami, Florida, Florida state overlooked. So we were going to attempt to do the same thing in Texas, which is, mind you, Florida's fucking far away, but at least there was an established, we had guys coming from Jacksonville, the Isaiah Ford, Tyree Saunders, (laughs) you know, uh, Shamari Connor. We had like, some Jacksonville things. Who I miss? Kendricks and uh Oh they South Florida, correct? Oh, are they South Florida? I thought they were Jacksonville, my bad. Either way. I was gonna get to South Florida too, but of course, like I think Kendricks and Pollard is South Florida, or they could be Duval County. I'm not as familiar with Florida like I am Virginia, obviously. But uh but then you got South Florida with your J. Ron Hosley's, your your Luther Maddies, your your Dave your clownies, your uh that we even go further with South Florida, the Mark Leals, who didn't play a lot, but th- right. we have reasons to go to certain areas in Florida. We ain't, but we never set up shop, is what I'm saying. We always grab, you know, who we can get the overlooked guys. Keyshawn King is, uh, I forget what Tampa or some shit. I'm yeah, not somewhere sure around there. Yeah, like Hillsborough County. I don't know. Some right. one of our Florida, one of our Florida listeners will correct us, but. There was something going with Florida, but even Frank and even Fuente knew, okay, mm-hmm. we can't base the whole class on this. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck made them think, okay, yeah, Fuente's from Oklahoma. Like, I can't, he grew up in the state of Oklahoma. I don't know where Bo Davis is from, but he's not from Virginia, so. I think he's from Houston. Okay, he's from Houston. So they got, you know, ties to that area of the country, but. The school doesn't. They, the school doesn't. The, and, and, and as right. far as Texas, the people there don't have deep fan ties to Virginia Tech. So it's like. Right. I mean, at least Virginia Tech plays in Florida. Like we play Florida State. We play Miami. Like we've played in right. Florida. And, and, rec- and like con- 
consistently playing in Florida. So like players and players in Florida will see the, the team. They'll see the program in Texas. You're and see their friends go and produce. Yeah, exactly too. So it, like, it's so foreign in Texas. It's it doesn't it just doesn't make sense. It doesn't it doesn't add up. Um, and it's not and like you say, like exactly how you said when we go into Florida and we take those kids that maybe Florida State overlooked, maybe Florida overlooked. We were doing the same thing in Texas. Like these players that we were giving offers to, Wooten and Bryant, they were not getting recruited heavily by Texas and Texas A and M. It's not like we're pulling these guys from the elite programs over in Texas either. Um, so it just doesn't make sense in general. Like we can get that same talent level in Virginia. And then at the same time, we're severing ties with Virginia by focusing so many resources on Texas. And I think that's what pissed off most of the fan, the fan base was that, that severing of ties and that focus on another state rather than your own state. Yeah. And not even a neighboring state. Right. <laughs> not like even North, a neighboring North Carolina state. makes sense. And like, I'm completely fine going into North Carolina because one, North Carolina is a neighboring state. Two, you're taking recruits away from our rival schools, like schools like North Carolina, schools like NC State, not obviously not our rival, but you're still taking recruits away from other ACC programs. Going down to Texas, like it's not like we're stealing anybody from anywhere. You know what I mean? It's like we're just finding these guys from all over the place that don't really add much to the program. And then it's taking more resources to get them. It just doesn't. It doesn't make sense. It never. It never made. It never made big sense to me to, like, once again, base the life of your classes on kids from another time zone. Even like, like you said, North Carolina. What people fail to realize, and I think a lot of people don't understand how far seven five seven Virginia is from Blacksburg. It's a five to six hour drive going into North Carolina, like Greensboro, three, three, six. All of that shit is closer by an hour, sometimes two hours. You can go from Greensboro to like Blacksburg in two to three hours. So NC to VT made sense. And it it also that work. You saw you saw results. You seen Mooton Reynolds. You saw you see Trey Turner. You saw Hendon Hooker. You see DJ Crossing who didn't really play. You seen. Adonis Alexander, like you've seen players get on the field, it made sense, and it was close to home to them. Um, right. Like I said, it's even closer than 757, which is like five to six hours away, depending on where you're coming from. The Texas shit, who in their right mind will want to make that drive for Thanksgiving or, okay, school's out? Like, you're like, fuck it. I'm like, you always want to make sure that you got your footprint Virginia Tech, it's always been Northern Virginia, the DMV, all the way up to Jersey. And then you go down from 757 to the Carolinas, and then you get occasionals from Florida and Georgia. That's how we do it. That's the way it's built. That's the way the the geography works out. I didn't put put Blacksburg. Where is that on the map? Sorry, Fuente. You coach in 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 the Commonwealth of Virginia. I don't know how he recruited at Memphis. If it's Memphis shit, I'm pretty sure he probably didn't give a shit about the local kids in Memphis, and he probably just went and picked whoever from wherever. But Virginia Tech is not built like that. We have to keep it somewhat local, exactly. somewhat local. And I'm I'm fine with going out of state consistently for like 
if you're getting a quarterback for out of state, that's perfectly fine. Um, but what gets me are like, you know, like if you go going out of state in Texas for like an 85 DN, like I don't understand why we can't get something closer that works within the pipeline of like relationship building. Like there's players like that in Virginia that we can grab. Now, like I understand if a class, if you're looking for a higher level of quarterback and maybe Virginia, North Carolina doesn't have that at the moment, you got to go somewhere a little farther. That's perfectly fine. But like right. go, going somewhere for certain recruits versus setting up shop in another state is two totally different things. And it's stupid I, as hell. Exactly. It's stupid as hell and it, it fucks up the entire uh the entire like motion of recruiting. And and it clearly did because now, you know, you have four recruits from one class leave and you're sitting at twelve recruits on the worst class that I can remember from Virginia Tech in terms of ranking. At seventy, it's easily the worst class in the history of Virginia Tech in the two four seven rivals era. era. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the fourteenth in the ACC. It's it's not it's not good at all. And the and the worst part about it really is it's like we haven't even seen the worst part yet because these players haven't really played. So like it's not going to really necessarily hurt the roster until about a year or two from now when these players should have been juniors and seniors. And big, big time. And no, and no, and nobody stepping up and contributing outside of yeah. possibly Lakeem Rudolph and Dorian Strong. Exactly. And then the and then the narrative might be, oh, well, the team is bad because they don't have any seniors. Everybody's young. It's like, okay, but this is this is why this is why it's like that because they they did all this bullshit four years ago, and now we're sitting and we have nobody that's played with any experience. They 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 turned the roster over. Like Virginia Tech football has basically become Walmart, where like, and Walmart is the same. Is is they? It's almost run identical. It's like, except Walmart is a a machine in Virginia Tech. I don't know what the fuck they doing as far as running shit, but Walmart depends on not people that's worked there for four five years that know what they are doing. Walmart runs on people that's just started yesterday that got no benefits that don't know what they doing. Because you pay them eight dollars an hour or whatever. That's Virginia Tech. They depend on whoever from wherever. They don't know shit, can't do shit. But Passion. we got them here. Yeah, he, he did. we got them here. And I think sometimes I'm just saying this as a fan, not as an insider. I ain't in the locker room. I just think a lot of times Fuente just prioritizes his own peace of mind. It, like I think he prioritizes. Okay, these type kids won't give me a headache. I could take an eighty-three, and if we got to coach him, fine. But he's not gonna talk back. His grad transfer, who's just trying to get to the NFL real quick, he's not gonna talk back. He's gonna trust the process. It's these higher rank, these upper three stars, these four stars, and damn sure these five stars that's gonna be questioning shit. And I can't deal with that right now. I right. I just think a lot of times Fuente prioritizes. I don't want to say character because character is a, a thing, even though we just had some guys get in trouble. Not nothing major, but I think he just prioritizes the types of kids. Like, okay, this well, person at least yeah. is just going to do what I say and shut the fuck up. Right. Well, that's because we've, we've seen it. We've seen the higher level players come and go. And, and like, you know, you see Quincy Patterson come and go. You see, um, you know, the, the whole list goes Eric, on the, and on. The Eric Kuma situation, you know, the. Uh, Javon Hill situation. It's like everybody. 
right it's like in and, and the thing is it's like the common theme with a lot of these guys is they have like bigger personalities and and that just seems to be like the common theme with these guys so i mean it makes sense from a fan perspective when we look at it and we're like okay well why are all these guys have all these similar things in common they're higher level recruits they seem to be the ones that talk more and then they're the ones that get canned like and it shouldn't be like that either because you see other programs handling those players in a totally different manner. Um, and it's not necessarily like these players are going to worse programs and falling off a cliff. I mean, Javon Hill went to Miami right afterwards. Um, so Booker went to Tennessee. Exactly. Uh, uh, Sean Savoy went to like had, a lot of guys went straight to Maryland. Yeah. Sean Savoy and uh, Josh Will Jackson. Pimpleton. Khalil Pimpleton was a really good player, and uh, and he's balling out at Central Michigan. Obviously, Central Michigan's G five, but he's still like the one of the best players on that team. And I go to Central right. Michigan, so I see that shit all the time. But I remember when he was at Tech, and uh, and he broke, and Khalil Pimpleton broke like the the all purpose yardage for high school football in Michigan. I mean, bro, he was fucking going crazy, and he went to the Tech and and left, and he was shit talking Tech too. So, um. It does seem to be like the the same type of guys, and it seems like not want to deal with any of those type of guys. And to combat that, he goes after recruits that don't really have any other offers, don't really have any other Power Five offers. So he just has peace of mind with that. He got the leverage. You feel like okay, all right, we got this kid. We're his dream school. It's either this or Yale. So yeah, he ain't, you know he ain't going nowhere. I ain't gotta I don't gotta stay on him with the recruiting, you know. Mm-hmm. He he go get a kid from Germany who looked like he was about to be on the video team. Or I thought they hired a a new. I thought they hired Pete Morris replacement or some shit. I said who was that supposed to be? Yeah, he was the he was he was uh, next. Thing you know, I see him in the uniform doing. Uh, oh, he plays. So <laughs> yeah, no, it, it's fast. It's it's it's. it's, it's I look. I saw a stat today. I think David Hale had had tweeted this. I should have had a, the tweet in front of me, but we just talking or whatever. But in the last four cycles or five cycles since 2016, Virginia Tech has put out. I want to say the second the second most offers in the ACC. It was like 800 and something offers. 800. It was like high as hell. Like 860 some offers. Yeah. Number number one, I think, was Florida State. They had like eight hundred and seventy something, right. and uh, the 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 fourteenth team on the list was Clemson. They put out like sixty eight offers. So yeah, I, I remember which one you were talking about. I was look, I was looking at the earlier, and also the like the thirteenth team on that list was UNC. Um, UNC, which wasn't you know Mac Brown UNC four or five years ago. For anybody to say, oh, it's Mac Brown now, and they got it together, no. The th- and and the thing is, Mac Brown took those rec- all those people that led that UNC team last year outside of Sam Howell. None of them was Mac Brown p- players. They was uh Fedora players, and they right. still they still look way talented. Like so, j- it just goes back to what we were saying: just putting out offers to any and any. It's just like if you come, just come. Just taking any offers, right. taking anybody, just. You know, like, why are you taking some of these players in June? Some of the ones that we have, no disrespect to them. But they'll take in late in the cycle, okay, the guard I really want committed to Penn State or this player I really wanted committed to Clemson. 
So we should they, they should be the third, fourth, fifth, sixth option. But we they already on staff. They already have eighteen commits. Eighteen commits in July. Eighteen commits in July. And there's a ton of of recruiting left to go. I mean, absolute ton. And um, I mean, we talked about this yesterday too. But you know, guys like Xavier Chapman when they when they got him, uh, and and they just they they kind of jumped him because they wanted to get ahead of the other schools. Um, but it's the same thing. It's like they want to get ahead of these other schools and they want to make sure that they can grab these guys when they can grab these guys, but they're just doing it for kind of everybody. And then you're in a position now where it's like, okay, you already gave out 18 offers. Uh, what do you do now? And it's like, there's no plan, no plan of action. And I, I think it's yeah, just yeah. not wanting to deal with it. I, I think that's the same thing. I think he's trying to just load up the boat early because once he gets in the season mode, he's going to be in season mode. Like, look, I don't got time to be sitting up in here chasing 17-year-olds. I do not want to deal with it. When I get it, when I lock in and I cook up these game plans for the first draft, that's 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 what I want to do. I want to I want to cook up these game plans for the first draft. And I want to be with my team. I do not want to be sitting up in here worried about decommits and and the notes app and Twitter and all this other shit. I don't have to concern myself. If if that means two, three years later, we got to put some elbow grease into what we got, then oh well. But Right. And this is the type of year where he's like, you know, he's got he's he has to win. Uh, and so I feel like he just doesn't. I feel like we're going to see a major drop off in like the buzz around Virginia Tech recruiting once the season starts getting going. Uh, look, it's, oh, yeah. it seems like they're just trying to get everything out of the way right now. Get everything um, out the way. We're going to sit back and we're going to watch everybody else in the coastal and they're going to be it, it, it's going to be a free market. OK, Virginia Tech. I mean, it's going to be a dead period, obviously. But when we come out that dead period right before uh, signing day. Ain't gonna be no Virginia Tech hats on no tables. I'm gonna tell y'all that right now. Like after this, uh, we got Gunner Givens on Friday, I think, and um, yep, we're recording this on Thursday, and we got uh Jennings tonight. Yep. What? Jennings. Jennings is gonna be Jennings is probably gonna go to UNC, and you guys are gonna be hearing this after the fact. And if he switches, then okay, that's right. gonna be that's gonna be good. But everything that we've seen, everything that's online. There's been no gifts on Twitter, none of that. Um, so yeah, as far as Jennings, yeah, yeah, yeah as far as Jennings, there's no, yeah. there's no, there's no uh, tea leaves. Right now, like now, now Givens, Givens, Givens would be good to get. Um, and then after that, the 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 last like of the more elite level t- players that they're recruiting is probably the Cams. Um, and right. I I don't I, personally I think they might only get one of them. Um, it's, it's looking like, I think, I think it's, I think it's Miller. I think Miller's more heading towards, uh, Penn state. So it might be the other one. I think the other one's from like St. Francis Academy or something like that, but that might right. be the last one. Um, and then that's the end of the recruiting class. And then once you're, once you're I sitting see. like that and you're sitting at like, you know, the 87 average with 20, 22 recruits and season goes on, players get rated more, and then it, you see the drop-off and you, you see the class, you know, go down towards more of the 30s and the rest of the ACC catches up. The rest of the ACC going to catch up. But like I said, it, it's going to be no more hats on the table. Yeah. Uh, so national sign, well, early signing day, 
Don't expect no big surprises. Don't expect no big flips. <laughs> that shit about to be over with. Mm-hmm. Um, I could go all day and talk about. We haven't you know, seen the state a. Of we haven't seen a big. Uh, we haven't seen a big, a big flip or a, or a big recruit on National Signing Day in some time. Since um, Nestor, since Nestor, I think Nestor and, uh, and and he's no longer here. By the way, Another yeah, <laughs> yeah, no. Oh, <laughs> in case you guys forgot, <laughs> yeah, another transfer. Yeah. Yeah, my my buddy texted me last night. And he goes, he goes, uh, he's like, I didn't even notice you guys lost Nestor and Hudson. What the fuck happened? I was like, you tell me. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Like another another big one that that we lost. Uh, but that was about the last flip kind of player that I remember. Uh, on like a big stage. Yeah, that that was worth flipping. I you know I think a cycle or two ago we flipped some. I think we flipped the Akron or some shit. You know. No disrespect yeah. to him, but yeah, we talking about real flips. We ain't talking about you know stealing from Akron or stealing G five or stealing from the Ivy League. We talk about real flips, and we got that Nestor flip, um, because Urban Meyer, Urban Meyer was a retiring, or he was sick again, or you know, Urban Meyer be fake sick yeah. and he fake dies and then he come back to work. Yeah, when when, when shit back popping. So I'm pretty sure they had some sort of like scandal going on at the same time. Time. Oh, yeah. Every time it's a scandal, yeah. Urban Meyer's health starts to fail him. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then he gets back healthy right in time. Now he's a head coach again. Yeah. His heart his heart works again. So yeah. shout out to Urban Meyer. He need to stop playing with God like that. You know, but Master shout out Master. to <laughs> shout out to Urban Meyer. Yeah, hell of a coach. But <laughs> goddamn, as soon as shit go left, he, he go with the heart palpitations and shit. Yeah. Oh. oh, let me send the prayers up to Mark Rick too. Mark Rick got Parkinson's, or you know he has a he's really ill, so he has Parkinson's. Um, I used to get off a lot of Mark Rick slander, but that was only him as a coach. Um, and that and and when I say him as a coach, I mean his in game adjustments or his time management, things of that nature. Never he he'd been a great man, a great leader. A, 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 a child of Christ, a Christian man. So prayers up to Mark Rick. Um, I enjoy watching Mark Rick on the ACC network too. Um, he he didn't always have his shit together. He was he kind of was like the Don V Fridays or like the AC like unprepared and shit. But still love watching Mark Rick on man. Prayers up to Mark Rick, man. Fuck Parkinson's. Facts. That shit sucks. But yeah, man, let's move. Let's move on. Let's move on. We always like to, we always like to uh, here at Don V Fridays, uh, talk about a pop a pop culture topic or, you know, what's the what's the biggest debate going on in these streets? Um, we like to give, you know, do's and don'ts to all my young folks out here maneuvering in these streets. And um, it was a a video that caught everybody attention i'm pretty sure you've seen it by now it's like two three days after the fact but uh the baby was i guess he was out on the road um he he came across some kids that were selling candy out of a box like i think one had skittles one had gushers and um they tried to finesse him they tried to tell him that the whole box was two hundred dollars they tried to gouge the price because the baby was asking um the baby would go on the x okay 
how much do you sell each bag of Skittles for? The young man was going to say $2. He said, how many bags of Skittles is in the box? The young man would say 32. So the baby would ask this young man, what is 32 times two? And this little motherfucker didn't have an answer for him. Now, before everybody get up in my mentions or in my DMs and say this, you're talking about a child. That motherfucker was old enough to know his timetables. Yeah, he was like a teen. He was a teen. If you can't do simple multiplication, then you don't need to be on the street dealing with money. I ran a cash register before. Mm-hmm. They got me off that motherfucker because I didn't know how to deal with money. And numbers. You got to know how much money you're going to make in a day, too. So you got to know how much your shit costs. You got to know all that shit. Now, maybe he was just shook up because it was the baby asking the question. And that that could be possible. But, bro, you got to get your mind right. I think if he, me personally, I think if he would have answered the question right, I think the baby would have gave him $500. Because the motherfucker had the money. Way more. Way more. Didn't he have money out already? He was he's about ready to yeah, get he, Yeah, he had a big ass bankroll and these motherfuckers didn't know thirty two times two. See, I, that's a, that's a I don't even go. I don't I don't feel bad for the kids. They're, they were they was old enough to know uh, hey. how much the shit costs. Hey. They, they should have known. Uh they shouldn't have lied. They should have been honest. Right. And if they were honest, they would have got the money. So hopefully they learned their lesson. But uh, I don't feel bad for the kids. But yeah. I will say, I will say, these rappers got to stop posting all their shit online. Like everything does not need to be a blog, a vlog, or something. Right, everything like don't need to be broadcasted. You embarrassed the shit out of them kids already, mm-hmm. and now you 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 got them, you got them live. Millions of people see them looking stupid as hell and dusty as hell. You know, try not to uh, try not yeah. to broadcast these kids. And they, these kids also should be happy that they were dealing with the baby and not Zach Randolph because yeah. Zach Randolph once beat a man with a pool stick because he was supposed to sell Zach Randolph some weed. And when Zach Randolph got to his house or wherever they did the meetup, he tried to up the price on Zach Randolph. And he got the shit beat out of him for that. So look, yeah. so all my, my all my, uh, all my, all my, all my people out there, my hustlers out there on that street. You selling bottles of water, whether you selling whatever you sell on the street. Women, if you sell pussy, don't try to just gouge the prices. If you gonna gouge, gouge a little bit. Don't try to just say, okay, I'm I'm talking to little Dirk, so I get the gouge. No, 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 no. Gouge a little bit, get yours, but uh. Don't nah nah that ain't the way you end up like the you end up like old boy that got his ass whooped by Zebo and them because you out here trying to finesse exactly and if you're honest like chances are they're gonna give you more money in general like I feel that's how I feel like I feel like if 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 you're just honest in general they'll give you more money like especially if they're filming it like if he's filming it it'll look good if he gives more money so like just be honest with him and he'll give you five hundred dollars like you said. Hey, it reminded me of a time um, me and my boy put me on to this little hustle. Uh, we was going up to Hampton University, and we was helping freshmen move into their dorm. Now, now one of us ever been in nobody's college. We were not students or staff. We were just locals. <laughs> so what, what happened is um, every year, probably around this time, like, you know, well, early August, early August, all the uh, 
freshmen would have to move into the dorms and um it's a requirement that all freshmen got it they have to live on campus they can't live off campus so every every year they got to move in and um we would help them move their stuff in because a lot of these people that go to Hampton University is the HBCU to those who are unaware but um a lot of black people they bring their kids in from DC and Philly and New York City and the Carolinas and it's some Georgia like you know it's mostly east coast people you know you rarely get people from California and shit to go all the way out there but but they come from better off families. These don't be really poor people that can afford to send their kids to go live on campus somewhere, obviously. But um, so you might get, you know, people that's not used to doing hard work or used to or they did hard work before. And now they passed that. So you see right. a young person saying, I'll take all her clothes and take all her stuff and move it up to the room in a couple minutes. Yeah, they throw you a couple dollars, throw you 20, whatever dollars. Anyways, you get to the point. So me and my friend, we approached this family. They had just pulled up. They're getting ready to move this girl in. And um, we walk up to the family. I don't do a lot of talking because I don't know how to talk to people. Like, the way I talk sounds fucked up. My friend knows how to put on the good voice and the good face. And he knows how to make shit sound legitimate. Like, everything I talk, it sounds sleazy or criminal. <laughs> That's why I don't talk. Like, you know, I don't talk to people. So. He's saying, uh, you know, good afternoon, sir. We're not with the university, but we will help your daughter move in. And he's doing his whole spiel that we've been doing all day. And the, the father, the daddy, he says, wait a minute. Y'all out here on the hustle, ain't y'all? And I'm looking at my boy and he looks at my he looks at the man and he says, yes, sir, we are. And that man said, you know what? You got it. That man went in his wallet and gave us both a hundred dollars. True story. These is nothing Hell but straight yeah. facts. That man gave us a hundred dollars just to help us move. I mean, just so we can help his daughter move. I don't know, like three or four suitcases and like a mini yeah. fridge. Because he respected the shit. He respected the hustle, and and if you respect the if you respect the hustle, it's gonna respect you back. Right. You know, you got to be honest. You got to be ready to, you know, put that work in. And you can't be out here with sleazy intentions, seisty intentions, man. That's when the streets don't love you back. Right. The streets will never love you back when you ain't showing the proper love. But uh, shout outs to the baby. I don't, the baby do goofball shit. And maybe because we dealing with the baby and he got a bad reputation as far as being like a fuck nigga that Okay, it made people latch on to it worse. But I think if this was, I don't know, like J. Cole, I think people would understand why these motherfuckers should know simple math. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. If it was J. Cole, people would be like, oh, it's a teaching moment. It's a He's teaching wise. moment. Even though I think somebody like J. Cole would have just gave them money and not wanted candy. But <laughs> the I, I just meant to use somebody more. <laughs> I, I meant to use somebody more respected. That's all I'm saying. Somebody yeah, with yeah, J. Cole's yeah. reputation, not. They called J. Cole, probably would have let them inside of the fucking bus or whatever. He was yeah. right. The baby was riding in. But uh I think that's it for Don V Fridays, man. Thanks for tapping in to the best podcast, the best Virginia Tech podcast. We've been getting a lot of best community. We've been getting a lot. And I say we, not me. We been getting a lot of love over the past 
two, three weeks. A lot of people showing love. Some people you know, some people you don't know. Um, I've been getting some DMs from people saying, yo, I love the show. Keep going. And that's all the motivation I need to keep doing. You know, that's all the motivation I need to keep doing this shit. Um, I want to thank, I want to thank my co-host Drift because I feel like, I feel like the show is hitting new levels. There's a more legitimate, a legitimacy, if that's a word. It's, it's, it's becoming more legitimate. It's, it's, it's no longer just me talking shit for an hour or 30 minutes. It's now more podcast-centric. Like People used to lis- listen to me ramble for 30, 45 minutes. And I used to get love. And, you know, obviously, Don V Fridays was kind of a name already. We was, we yeah. was bubbling, but now it's starting to buzz. And that's all thanks to Drift Mind. You, you came through. Hey. You bringing Don V Fridays to new levels. I, I salute that. you. You deserve your flowers. Not when <laughs> it's passed over the fact that you you yeah. moved on and done successful shit in your life. Probably got another podcast popping. But uh, thank you and salute to you, sir. Oh yeah, man. I appreciate. it. I love being here. Um, and I and I'm here for the for the long haul. I mean, I I wanted to do this just because I love talking about Virginia Tech and I wanted to be a part of the community and, and talk to, to people listening. Um, you know, if anybody ever wants to leave me any any criticism, constructive, whatever, my DMs are open. I love hearing anything that anybody's got to say. And uh, I appreciate the hell out of Don V for having me on here because this is the best part of my week. I look forward to Wednesdays. And this is a Thursday when we're recording. We had some technical problems yesterday. That's why you guys are getting this on a Friday. But um I, I look forward to this every week and, and we're going to keep going. It's going to get better and better. Um, I think about ways I can get better every week. And so as the season gets, comes and starts going, we're going to keep ramping up. We got some more stuff for you guys coming soon. We got more guests coming. We got more fun shit. So stay tuned and uh, keep in touch with us. More, more shit. We got more, more shit on the way, more things in the chamber, ideas being discussed, potential guests being discussed. My DMs are open too, but only to women that give out soft hugs and got nice toes. (laughs) That's it for Don V Fridays, man. Till next week. God bless.